Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I'm so glad you're here with us today because we have a phenomenal guest with us, Diana Bagano. Diana is an inspirational speaker, founder of Make Things Happen, and DP International LLC. She inspires people to live on their terms by transforming limiting beliefs into empowering mindsets. She is also the Vice President of Sales and People Operations at Interpreters and Translators, Inc., a highly successful multi-million dollar company, which has experienced four times the growth since she's joined. She brought a new meaning to the company's core values to what it is today and inspires her team every day to make things happen. Diana's success stems from her profound understanding of human behavior, research, and advice. She is a beacon of life, guiding individuals towards personal growth and success. Before moving to Connecticut, where she currently resides, Diana lived in Scottsdale, Arizona, where she created a successful career in real estate, exceeding 15 million in sales annually, and has taken home over seven awards from Remax International. Diana currently serves as an advisory board member for an all-women's university, Baypath. In addition, she is involved in the Board of Education in Bolton, Connecticut, where she represents and protects the interests of her community, not only as a professional business leader, but as a parent herself. She enjoys tennis and spending time with her four children and her husband in her free time. Thank you so much for being here today, Diana. It is such a pleasure to have you, and I would love for you to just dive into your journey, how you got here today, and then we can go a little bit deeper. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so gosh, where did my journey begin? I mean, I think we all have a story. We all have a story in our past, where we were, where we are, where we're headed potentially. Um, my my journey became as a young, you know, adult living life on survival mode. I became a single mom very young in my 20s. And it was literally that pure survival mode. And it was really my failures and even successes that I've had that was my became later my obsession of how we're all making things happen, but it's how you're making things happen. It's how you're applying yourself to whatever the heck it is you want to achieve in life. For me, it was just surviving, um, which is something that really didn't realize it until my thirties, that it really stemmed from my childhood and the way that we were being raised on pure survival mode. Um, as grateful as I am for the journey has taught me lessons that I probably would have never gone through at such a young age. Most children probably don't go through that, but everyone has a story. Everyone has a story of, of worse stories in mind. Even sometimes I think about it, I'm like, gosh, I feel guilty even saying that I moved 15 times before I turned 18, um, right? Because everybody could have it worse than, than me. But nonetheless, it was my experience being a family of six in a two bedroom apartment um, and my brothers living in, you know, sleeping in the living room and I had to share a bedroom with my sister. Not the worst thing in the world. There's things happening outside of this country that is horrific. Yeah. But nonetheless, that was my journey. And I share that because it became my obsession later in life is that I was doing the same vicious cycle of just surviving and going after the next deal in real estate, for example, and just cutting myself to the bone and not realizing that, you know, we do have intention that we could bring to the table. We do have the power of our brain, of our minds and the things that I believe God has given us the greatest gift that no book or no training could ever give you more than the power of your mind. And and that became my obsession. And so soon after I got remarried and I have two more uh, beautiful children, and now I'm at the executive vice president of a multi-million dollar company with my husband that I run a business with him. And also my Diana Pagano brand is has taken off. I've had a lot of speaking engagements that I do. I have a book coming out. Um, fingers crossed we're going the publishing route. So <laughs> it's in the process right now. I can't tell you about the book yet. Hopefully one day it will be very soon, um, but that's been a process and it's just, you know, continuing to charge ahead and all the things that we as humans thrive on or we, we pursue things that we're passionate about. That's why I always say, you know, when you don't know what you're doing, just go out there and involve yourself in things, you know, you've got to start somewhere and you'll discover what you might want to do. It's funny because as I'm 
in this company now for over seven years, um, running, running a business is not always easy and you have employees and you have customers and all these things and you have HR. Uh, and I realized in my 20s, I actually was working at the corporate office of PetSmart in Phoenix, Arizona. And I was in the human resources department for three years. I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do with my life. I just knew I needed to you know, pay my bills. Okay. And to see years later how what I learned there um, ha- I'm actually had to apply it, you know, in the business that I'm in now. So it's kind of cool. I love that. And I love how each experience really shapes to of our future. And we don't even know it in that moment, but of right. okay, this was a stepping stone to what you're doing now. And just having that versatile, like the versatile aspect of it and understanding there's so many factors that go into that when you're building a business and knowing HR, knowing customer satisfaction, everything that goes into play. And I'm really curious because I know you've come from, you were saying too, like 15 different homes that you lived in. You've had quite the experience too, and not diminishing that by any means, because I feel like that is what shaped you to who you are today as well. And I appreciate you sharing that. And I know you talk a lot about limiting beliefs and the mindset shifts. And what was that? What are some of the key strategies or mind shifts mindset shifts that you've had to utilize to really transform your limiting beliefs into empowering mindsets and for those around you? Yeah. So honestly, it was just paying attention to the things that I was doing. Um, I remember the good and the ugly. I remember sitting there saying, I'm going to be living in this neighborhood one day. (laughs) I remember going to attempt to sign a contract for a client in real estate and saying, what if they don't buy? Mm-hmm. What if they don't want to use me as an agent? What if they go with the other agent to sell their home? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I started to pay attention that, well, it wasn't so much paying attention. I, I learned the power of our minds by one small book and it didn't happen overnight, but it was the power of your subconscious mind uh, by Joseph Murphy. And that book kind of made me realize like, whoa, wait, what, what is all this? My mom taught me since I was a little kid that with God, all things are possible. But I'm like, if with God, all things are possible, why are we living in that? Why did we grow up with such, um, you know, I don't want to say poverty, but it kind of was, you know, and, and the, my version of what I felt was poverty. Um, and when I think about what real poverty is, it's like, I, 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 to this day, I feel guilty saying that. But in reality, that was one of the biggest eye openers for me when I read the book. And I was like, wait, 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 what? We can control our thoughts? Like, that's a thing? Mm-hmm. And I was in my mid to late 20s at that point. And I said, wow, this is crazy. Um, and I started to play with it because I'm like, there's no way. What are we, a genie in a bottle? We just ask for what you want. Think positive thoughts. All of a sudden your life changes. No, right. no, it's not that easy, mm-hmm. but it's not that hard. It's not that hard either. Right. So I started to pay attention to the things that I was doing and I started to apply myself. And like I said, it didn't happen overnight, but that's where I went from. And it wasn't like limiting beliefs at its core, the reason I was so successful and when I was successful in real estate as a single mother of two was because I was so afraid of living the life that I lived and providing my children that uncertainty that I went through. So, so, so people did see the success from the outside, but it was pure survival mode for me. And that's why I was successful. I was chasing the next deal, the next dollar, because I was so afraid to end up where I was that I ended up sometimes not knowing how I was going to pay my mortgage or my electric bill. True story. And I started to realize that that's what's, that's what happened for my parents is they did the best that they could. And they were struggling entrepreneurs and they had their own business. No one had to tell them to report to work at eight o'clock. Right. Um, They, they, they were entrepreneurs, like I said, struggling entrepreneurs. And for me, I started to apply that. I said, you know, that's what it is. It's when you don't get a hold of your emotions, when you're having a bad day and you, and it sucks, especially when you're an entrepreneur, when you're in sales, even if you work for a company and you're in sales, hearing a no hurts your soul, right? Mm -hmm. But what mattered for me is not to stay in that negative rut because we all have things that sometimes feels discouraging, things that are sometimes you're questioning yourself, you're doubting things where human beings are going to happen at times. But one of the things that I learned and one of the tools I use till this day is that how much time are you spending on things that are crippling you? 
how much time are you spending on the things that empower you? So it is about as quick as changing the channel and saying, no, I'm not going to allow this to come into my mind. And when I started to apply this, um, it, it changed everything because now I knew like, hey, today I'm going to put my bulletproof to rejection on because I know that the world might be sending you challenges or the things may not all happen the way that Diana wants it to. And that's life, right? Can you imagine if everybody, every single time got everything they pursued, what would that make of them? <laughs> what would that make of them? <laughs> and that's kind of been my thing of changing from limited beliefs to empowering mindsets is you can empower yourself. You can, it takes work, but you got to do it. It's not bad work. It just takes time. Um, it takes five seconds. I wake up in the morning and say, today is going to be an amazing day. If yesterday was stressful for me, I say today, I'm going to breathe better than I did yesterday. And as corny as it sounds, I mean, I can't stress this enough. It changes everything because it became an obsession for me that it's no longer a coincidence. It's no longer that today I said I was going to do X, Y, Z. I was going to hear from some so-and-so. And all of a sudden the universe just shifts. Whoever you believe in, like I'm, I'm Catholic. That's my thing. Doesn't matter if you believe in the stars, you believe in Buddha, whoever is your person or your stars, like we live in a quantum field that's science so if i'm constantly focused on how am i going to pay my bills you know i'm not going to i'm going to get evicted like my parents did i can't pay for this i can't do this that's the, the energy you're sending there's frequencies that are happening and guess who gets to put those frequency out there you do Mm -hmm. right and things will happen around you but it's how do you make that shift and say okay so i got my butt kicked today and start asking more empowering questions even for your own freaking mind like your mind is so powerful that the words you say to yourself you're influencing your brain your subconscious you're influencing them just by the questions that you're asking so if i said oh my gosh i'm never going to get out of this rut i'm never going to pay my bills i'm never going to be able to do this i'm never going to be able to do that then there's, you're not even opening the window to freaking any possibility. But if I'm like, how can I change this around? How can I make my goal this week? How can I pay my mortgage in time? Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I get chills to this day because I can tell you I have like 50,000 stories of the things that I did to, to sabotage my chances and things that I did that just increased my chances. It doesn't mean that challenges aren't gonna happen or that crap won't happen to you. It matters how you show up to that, uh, to that challenge, how you're gonna choose, right? Mm -hmm. So either stay there or go to a room of possibilities and, and, and focus on that. Tap, tap into that and get better results, period, end of story. Mm, I love it. Uh, you're like just speaking my language too, because I definitely <laughs> know it's going to resonate with so many individuals too listening, but I think it really has to do with the questions we ask ourselves outside of just what we say to ourselves, but asking those empowering questions can shift it. We can think in a different way. We look at it in a different lens. Instead of being stuck at the door, we can open the window and see there's a little opportunity, but you have to look outside and see that there's opportunity outside of that. And I love that it is about the questions that we do ask ourselves because it just really opens up the mind because I think we can yeah. continue to say things and say things, but it's how do we shift that? And you exactly, you've explained it so beautifully too, of what you've been able to do. And I'm really curious too, with your experience with real estate, because I know you've had a lot of experience there. How has that being in the real estate industry contributed to success in other areas of your life and business? Wow. That's awesome. Great question. Honestly, grit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> being, you know, being commissioned only. Yeah. And I remember I was working at PetSmart in the human resources department as a benefit specialist. <laughs> I remember saying, I got to get my real estate license. I had a situation where I had to be able to provide for my children. And I just felt that with real estate, I, there was no ceiling on what I could make. And I was excited to go off into that journey that I knew nothing about. Um, but the things that really the lessons taught in real estate is really grit and, and the sacrifices that I've had to make. Um, I was just actually approving my blog post that we, we wrote this morning. And it just talks about the story when I had to take my two older kids in their twenties now, 
to a real estate office in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I had to put them in a conference room and we would bring in, I would bring in dinner and we would have dinner for, even if it was 15 minutes of 20 minutes of mommy having dinner with my children and then putting a movie on in my conference room at my room at Remax office that I was at back then and going, going back to the, to my office to write a contract or meet a customer sometimes, believe it or not, even at dinner time. Um, and it taught me just the hard lessons that I've already kind of had growing up and watching my 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 parents struggle and then I became kind of a little bit of that vicious cycle but one of the things the biggest things that it's taught me is that you are truly responsible for the success or the failures that you're getting as hard as that is to swallow for a lot of people including myself like oh well that person dealt me wrong How, you know this happened to me that no 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 it's you Mm-hmm. And I learned, like, first off, I didn't have any leads coming to me. I never worked for somebody that just fed me a bunch of leads. Leads don't get you paid. Leads don't make success happen. You make it happen because you can give a lead. You can give 2,500 leads to salesperson A and salesperson B. And salesperson A has insecurities, doesn't have the mindset right, doesn't have the, you know, the grit of knowing that, hey, you plant your freaking seeds, you're gonna see it grow. And sometimes you're knocking on 50 doors and those 50 doors say no. And then all of a sudden a door across the way that you didn't even knock on opens up for you. That's how it is. And that is what real estate taught me is that, man, I was really going supposedly hard on the things that I wanted to focus on. I wasn't getting the results. And I'm like, wait, what are you focusing on? And it was more about everything kind of coming full circle. The questions you ask yourself, put your bulletproof to rejection, know that today is going to be the day that you decide to come to have, right? And knowing that if I get a no, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going because the more successful people in the world, I'm sure you've heard this before, they hear no all the time. Yeah. And it's transferred even when I left real estate um, and running the business, growing sales more than four times our size since I joined. It took a village to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, was all about that. Like, hey, we are right for some people and we're not going to be right for others. And I did that in real estate. I was like Pac-Man, Dr. Caroline. I was truly like Pac-Man going after anything that had a heartbeat. I was trying to sell a house too. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that wasn't living with intention. That was being very reactive based on survival mode. When I brought intention to the game, when I said, I'm going to raise my standards, I'm going to only work with buyers or sellers on this, whatever criteria that I gave it based on my time, Mm -hmm. Changed. People that were in the business longer than me were like, how are you doing that? Because you're bringing attention to the game. And I brought that to your point, to your question that transcended into our business, even at ITI, because now I'm like, we, we were more or less looking at who is our ideal customers. Yeah. Right? I think that one of the biggest things in sales and entrepreneurship and anything is knowing who your customer is and staying true to who you are and the things that you value, your core values in your company. And making sure that you are choosing your customers as much as they're choosing you. Absolutely. I'm just soaking it all in because there's so <laughs> many points that I wanted to touch on. But the first one I, I really want to focus in on is being okay with no. Because I definitely, I go door to door for solar and I have a recruiting yeah. business for solar as well. And it's so interesting because I'll hear so many people say, well, it's commission-based. I, I can't do that. Or are there leads provided? Like Those are the questions I hear all the time. And it's really interesting because it's Right to your point is people will be fed leads, but what do they do with those leads? And they're like, well, it was the other person. They didn't want it or this or that. Like I hear so many excuses, but it's so funny to me because at the end of the day, when it's commission-based, you have so much potential. There is no cap. And I love that you mentioned that too, because I think that's part of entrepreneurship. When you are grinding in the beginning to get things off the ground and just to kind of go to what you were saying with the company now that interpreters and translators inc being able to grow that four times when i was introducing you i was like oh my goodness because that's (laughs) insane what was that process like to grow it four times since you being there crazy um (laughs) honestly it's funny because it's a family business and i was in state i was doing my trainings because i was also kind of um looking to get out of real estate myself and just do more training for real estate and say, here's how I did. And here's how you can do it. So I kind of had that take off. 
And I remember being pregnant with my seven-year-old who is going to be eight um, right before two months before he was born. And I told my husband, I want to go and, and help other businesses. And it doesn't have to be real estate. Anyone that wants to grow their business. I did a 12 day course. I created my own content. Um, I tailored it to real estate, obviously, because that's what I know till this day with my eyes closed. And it's one of the things I'm passionate about, but sales in general, I don't care what you're selling. If I wanted to go to a car dealership and talk to the CEO and say, if you can triple your sales by this amount of time, what's that worth to you? Because I've been commission-based for so long. I don't need a check. I need you to see the results and then I get paid. <laughs> and I wanted to do that for businesses. And I shared that with my husband and he said, do you want to do that for ITI? I said, do what for ITI? Like come in and build a sales team from the ground up. We had like barely 10 employees, if that. Now we have over 50. Um, and I said, wow, well, that's a challenge that I might be interested in. And it took months for us to really and seek outside counsel. Like, is this going to work? Like, how are husband and wife going to work together? I've been an entrepreneur like for so long. I don't have a boss and my husband, like I'm the boss. <laughs> and then I started to just, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because I'm like, I don't even know that he can afford me. But nonetheless, fast forward, um, I told him I'll give him one year. I said, I'll give you one year. And then one year turned into two, two turned into three. I hit the ground running. Um, what I do best is sales. I can sell is what my clients would tell me. Diana, you could sell ice to Eskimos. I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment, um, but it's not my personality to be like, you know, no offense to car salesmen, but car salesmen, my son just went into the car business. So <laughs> I give him a lot of tips. Um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, I think the journey was was crazy and every emotion you can possibly think of because I had just had a baby. He, um, I started December 1st when he was about to be three months old, December 6th. And I don't know how to do real estate and this and not be full throttle on something. So I did give up selling real estate. I was focusing more on the coaching aspect of it. But when I joined ITI, it was full throttle for me. It really was. It's my personality. It's my work ethic. Um, and I just dove right in and got so sucked in almost like a vacuum where it sucked you in. And I'm like, wait, two years later, I'm like, what's going on here? What about my dreams and my aspirations and the things that I was pursuing in my training and my coaching and turned into being a speaker? Um, I felt like it was on a bookshelf collecting dust. And while I was enjoying the journey, enjoying the results driven um, mentality that we, my friend, my husband and I both are very similar with very results-driven humans. Um, and seeing the growth, seeing people grow, seeing our customers grow and us grow with our customers has been a beautiful thing when you bridge the gap in communication. I'm Mexican-American. My parents, I'm a first-generation Mexican-American from, grew up in San Diego for all intents and purposes. Um, I was an interpreter for my parents when they were, when I was little and not realizing, holy cow, there's an actual industry and there's a right way to interpret. And it's not using your 11-year-old daughter to interpret when you need bladder surgery, <laughs> for example. Um, so yeah, it, it was crazy, but all the principles that I learned in my sales career, which stemmed way before ITI, the same principles applied. I was really big with our core values. Um, we sp spoke a lot about our core values with our customers every meeting I went to. Um, and it's been applied to the culture and it became a make things happen culture. Like we make things happen. We don't talk about what we can do. We talk about what we can do. When a customer throws us something ironic or maybe they're crazy that they want this tomorrow, we don't say no, we say, how can we make this happen? That's what the growth of any business is, is don't limit yourself with what you did yesterday. Think about what can you do tomorrow? And the way that we've grown is because of the needs of our customers, the things that they've threw at us, the challenges they threw at us allowed us truly to grow technically. <laughs> I love it. And I think a lot of that has to do with just being able to be open to hearing what's wrong and being able to fix the problem, like having a solution. And I think that's what entrepreneurship is, at least for me and what I've seen from so many other entrepreneurs is there's a problem. Here's the solution. Not, oh, I don't know if I can do that. It's more of, okay, how can we do it? How can we maneuver and make it work and make things happen, as you said? I love that. Oh, yeah, I love that. Solution-oriented um, is, is there's always a solution to every freaking challenge. I don't care what it is. Yes. You just have to like, have patience or have the like willpower to get through it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that grit too. It's like what, what gets you through tough times. It's like all of it has a plan. So what I might be going through tomorrow or today is setting me up for tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's true. I used to think that all the time when I was a therapist, just being in the room, 
why I was going through something and then a client would come in with it a few months later. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I know how to handle this <laughs> from yeah, my right. personal experience, of course, clinically too. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but I think too, a lot of that has to do with just personal growth and career growth that you've had and you've really bestowed on others as well in growing. And I know you're an advisory board member from all women's university as well. What yeah. advice do you have for women pursuing careers and personal growth? Yeah. So the advice I have is don't, I would say, stay true to who you are. Stay true to that little fire that's there. It's there for a reason. It's speaking to you. It's your calling. It's your calling. And oftentimes as women, especially when we become mothers and um, even, even if we're not mothers, um, I've seen women that are always trying to be everything to everyone. Um, I'll eat last. <laughs> I don't have to eat first. I'll take care of my family or my kids or what have you. Um, and it's not too late if you have kids to go back to school, um, whether you're in, in your 20s and you have kids like me. Um, it's not too late to pursue whatever it is that lights your heart on fire. When the things you're interested in and you have this feeling that's in your soul and your heart, like they're, they're there for a reason. I truly believe that God doesn't plant these seeds in your heart to have a desire for something that isn't meant to be yours. And I truly believe what's yours, what's meant to be yours is going to be yours. No one, nothing will get in the way. Um, the only person you have to manage and make sure is you, is yourself. You make sure that you stay true to where you're, what you want to do in life and where you're headed. Um, and everything's figure out anything you can figure out, anything is doable, anything you can say, what's the path for my success? I don't have money. Well, how can you apply for grants? I don't have this. Like, how can you let's pretend that you did have it. What would that look like? Sometimes we're so blocked on what we don't have that we don't allow the right things to come into our lives because you're so focused on blocking it. It's like, let's pretend that you did have all these things. What would that journey look like? Um, yeah. Knowing that sometimes you're going to want to give up. You're going to feel sometimes you may feel, maybe not, maybe not, but you may feel like giving up. You may be questioning yourself. Like, should I be doing this? What am I doing? You know? And so when you really are after something, I would say, what is that thing that is calling you? If you don't know it, you'll eventually discover it, what you're passionate about. Because when you do something that you love, that's, that's, that's like not, not work at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. And I think too, it's just about being able to understand you got to get creative with it. We don't have everything handed to us. Some people do, but majority of us do not. And being able to get really creative with that and understanding if we want something, we can make it happen. It's just being able to not be stubborn or get in our own way and understanding there's something greater. And when things don't work out, it's, I always think it's something better is waiting. And that's, there's a reason why and you look back and hindsight's 2020, 20, but being able to realize, okay, this wasn't meant for me in this way because this is coming or this happened. And I think I've seen that so many times. And that's the beautiful thing. Cause a lot of times you hear entrepreneurs that have failed so many businesses or ideas that just didn't work, but then that one that they waited for and it happened. And I think it's also just the journey is so different for everybody too, but it's not giving up. Not giving up. And, you know, oftentimes we do see, you know, social media, I don't care if it's somebody like Oprah or Kardashian, I don't even care. You, or someone that nobody knows, but they're successful and you aspire to something that they're doing, yeah. um, that they don't show you the sweat and tears that it might've taken them and the things that they might've almost given up. I just learned the other day, I don't know why I was really into watching the bodyguard the other day mm. and I hadn't seen that in so long. And did you know that the bodyguard movie was rejected a couple of times? So, and it became one of the big, big film, you know, it had a lot of yeah. success. I mean, there's all these stories you can um, see, you know, my, my kids are in sports. I remind them, um, even though they're little, they still know who Michael Jordan is. I'm like, did you know that Michael Jordan didn't make the high school basketball team? What if he allowed his limiting beliefs to say, it's not for me, I tried and maybe decided to do something else, right? Oftentimes, these are real stories that are happening that have happened and will continue to happen, unfortunately, to the ones that don't take control of their mind and knowing that it does take grit, it does take perseverance and just knowing up front that, hey, you may not get on the first try or second or third, you just keep freaking going. Something will come out of it. Something good for you will come out of it. 
Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I love that you instill that in your boys and you're older too as well, but being able to <laughs> balance all of that and understanding it, it does take work. It does take perseverance and grit to really formulate what you want in life because it doesn't just happen overnight. There is no overnight success. You don't right. see the 10 years prior that they've been working tirelessly behind the scenes. And I'm really curious, how do you integrate motherhood, entrepreneurship, everything that's on your plate and speaking engagements <laughs> that you do? How do you really integrate it all? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I involve my kids. I have to sometimes approve content. I'm so tired of it. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I need some other I and my, my boys, so now, because I have 20, two 20-year-olds 20 uh, 20, in their 20s, I should say, and they're not no longer at home. But my two boys are, and they're, he'll tell me, mommy, can we see your make things happen videos? <laughs> it's super cute. I'm like, you know, and I'll, I'll look at content with them all the time, at mm-hmm. least once a week, and I'll review. And then he's like, I'm not really, I, I don't think that one's your best one. Like, they just give me really wow. solid advice. So how do I manage it all? I mean, I talk to them. I involve them when I work from home, which I don't do very often anymore, but when I do at times, and if they're home, I say, guys, I really need your help. And they said, what's going on? And I said, I'm interviewing somebody that needs a job. And they're like, really, they need a job. And I said, you know, yeah, there's a lot of people unemployed right now. So this is an opportunity. And, you know, they're probably excited. I remember when I went for an interview. So I just tell them that I involve them because it can be crazy especially when you are working from home, you're a working mom, um, or if you're away, um, always letting them know, you know, especially now during summer, they're home, but they're so busy with activities and they even come to the office. They have their two little workstations in dad's office. <laughs> it's funny because I have a blog post coming out on that this month. <laughs> Um, and it's about just involving them. You know, my two older kids, as I mentioned earlier, watching mommy go to work, bringing them to my office for dinner and saying, hey, we got to do what we got to do. You got to show them it doesn't have to be pretty and perfect all the time. Dinner yeah. by right by six o'clock. It doesn't have to look with this white picket fence because in reality life life happens. And when they see mommy working or daddy um, working to provide for them. Um, work ethic. I don't know how else to teach it. You just got to do it and and be about it. And so honestly, for me, I hate to say the word work-life balance, Mm -hmm. um, but how to schedule time, believe it or not, even if I don't schedule time with myself, it's just not going to happen. Life will happen. Everything happens. Busy with the kids' activities. Like personally, we're busy as absolutely anything. It's nice to have a weekend. We got nothing going on. And like Sunday, it was like raining all day. I was like, this is so nice. And my nine-year-old was like, mommy, can we stay in our pajamas all day and watch movies? I'm like, yes, please. So you're going to have those moments, but just planning those times and even taking a day off during the week, like I don't often get to all the time. It depends what's going on is you just make it work. You go to their activities or you do golf. I, I don't really like to golf that much, but I know that they're getting me to do golf more. Um, I love to play tennis. So I involve them in playing tennis. I think if they get a piece of you and they get all of you and you talk about work in a way where you are involving them on something, um, I think that becomes a beautiful thing because then you can involve them in whatever it is you're talking about um, of any kind, really. They're little, they're little, yeah. but what they're big or small, you know, I think you just, you roll with it. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I love that. And I think too, it's just being able to bring them together and have that involvement is so key because a lot of kids don't know what their parents do by any means. Like I didn't, like I knew what my parents did because they were in the school. So I like got it. But I think a lot of kids don't because they're like, oh yeah, my mom, I don't know if you've seen on like, I think it's TikTok. They'll have like interview kids and say, what does your mom do or how much do they make or their dad? And it's just, it's interesting because a lot of kids don't know, but I think it's having that awareness and just bringing them in, it makes them feel connected too. I'm sure. I mean, I'm not a parent yet, but I think that connection piece of just involving and making them feel like they have that place there too. Like their opinion matters, their voice matters. And I know you use your voice a lot with speaking engagements as well. (laughs) And I would love to know if you could describe a memorable speaking engagement where you significantly impacted your audience and what made it so special. Oh my goodness, what made it so special. So I actually had a speaking engagement years ago um, where a woman was really blocked. She was unemployed. I sometimes, when I get a chance, I will have somebody come on stage with me and I do an exercise and she was blocked. She was so focused and fearful on what she couldn't control that she was also just worried about, you know, paying her bills, all the things that, you know, she um, 
couldn't control. And so she was more focused on that. And I started to ask her, you know, what does an ideal place that you want to work at look like? Um, and she couldn't tell me. And that's oftentimes you're, you're, you know, you're stuck. Like you, you as a human in your brain, just like a computer, you freeze and you're just like, hello, computer. Like, and then you have to shut it down sometimes. That's the same thing that happens to us as humans sometimes is that we can't see a clear picture of where we're headed because we're so focused on our problems. Mm. And that's might sound so simple that you can change that around, that you can change, turn that around, but it's real. It's truly real because um, that's what was happening with her. So not only was I able to do this exercise with her, but the audience was able to see the change that happened the next day of course i got her to see the what she wanted and how how was this playing out you know we're all playing movies in our brains so if somebody says they're scared of something they're already having an image of what that scary thing is so it's like you're playing a movie for yourself mm-hmm. it's true it it, it, it it sounds a little creepy to some people like what is this quantum physics stuff but you really are playing a movie so if you could actually be the producer of your own show and don't worry about 500 years don't worry about the future in 10 years you can and you should but just focus on right now what would bring you peace tomorrow what would bring you peace? and she, she wanted a job she wanted to get a job and so anyways i did this whole exercise with her to get her to really fine-tune it unlayer the onion and really get in that image get in that movie feel the feelings with all five senses visual audio kinesthetic the feeling all the senses. And that's where my NLP training comes in. And I was um, really uh, overwhelmed with, um, I just felt really privileged that I had that opportunity with her. Didn't know what outcome was going to happen, but the fact that it did the next day, one of the directors that works with her said, this was not not um, of this organization, not at her job. She was unemployed. She uh, emailed me and so did two other members and said, you know, whatever that happened there was not a coincidence. Um, she actually went for an interview and she got hired. So I, I, that was really rewarding, to be honest with you. I don't believe that that was just a coincidence. I truly believe that it is changing sometimes your, your energy and the things that you're not, you're, you're blocked. You're really blocked. There is a thing that you could really be blocked and you just need to unblock yourself. Yeah. Uh, from doing that. So I completely agree. I think a lot of times I've noticed even in my personal life when I've gotten my own way and then I'm able to clear the block, whether it's a healer or other things that I've like modalities that I've used that allows me to see that shift immediately almost, or even in the next few days of just releasing this, like, I have to do it this way, or I have to go about it that way, but just allowing things to happen and having that inner peace too, I think is so key as well, because you're moving towards what you want. and. That that's what it's about, right? To make right. those things happen that you truly desire, but you're able and capable of having it all. It's just a matter of like putting in the work and not just waiting for something to happen. You can't because it won't. You exactly. maybe, maybe some things will, but depending on what it is. <laughs> yeah, maybe play the lottery, but even then, I mean, you'll be too worried that you're gonna lose the money and then you will. <laughs> true, very true. Um, that happens all and the it's, time. It's also just like applying yourself. It's like that yeah. farmer that's planting his seeds and it's like, oh, it's not gonna rain. You keep going because it's that energy, it's that momentum. By doing, you'll see you'll see the results. It hands down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, every time <laughs> when you actually apply it. And I'm really curious, what advice do you have for aspiring entrepreneurs or people that are in the midst of starting their businesses that are looking to make a meaningful impact on their careers, in their careers and their communities as well? You know, I love when people put themselves out there. I mean, my hat's off goes to you as well for, for sharing anything that, you know, you're passionate about or that you feel inspired, any entrepreneur that has a gift or has an obsession or a passion of any kind, whatever it is, if you want to grow tomatoes in your garage, can you believe I have somebody that I, that grows um, butter lettuce in their garage and it's amazing. It's organic. It's like, wow. Um, Anyways, if you have a passion for growing tomatoes, whatever it is, um, share that you have a gift that I truly believe sometimes it could be a sin if you don't actually share your knowledge, your wisdom, whatever ideas you have, there is a need out there. And oftentimes I've seen it myself that, and I was actually one of them myself, that people are often scared to put themselves out there. What are people going to think of me? Um, 
right? Or I'm not on that level yet. Or who am I? Like you are you and you have your own uniqueness. God didn't put you on this planet to just live mediocre lives, to be insecure and live with insecurities and sit there desiring things that you're not doing anything about. They're there for a reason. If you have a desire to impact one human or the world, um, it's there for a reason. And I would encourage you to follow your heart to do, just get started. Even our subconscious minds, like if you get one step in, it's even shown statistically, that's usually the hardest step you're going to take in your journey is that first step towards whatever it is that you want to do in your entrepreneur uh, journey, whether it's to impact people. The second and the third will be a little bit easier. It's that first step is having the courage, just get started, do however you need to do, doesn't have to be perfect, just get started. Mm-hmm. No, that's what it's about. It's getting started, taking that first step. It can be very scary, but there's going to be scary steps. But once you're through it, you're like, oh, wow, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> I well, made it hurt. through. Yeah. And I know you talk a lot about grit, but what keeps you motivated, inspired on a daily basis? And what practices or habits do you have that help you to achieve the success you have achieved? Life. I mean, one day we're not going to be here. You get one life and you get one chance, in my opinion. Uh, I know people believe in afterlife and that's all good. I believe in this life and making the best out of this life possible with your family, with your friends, with the strangers that you've yet to meet. Um, It pains me so much when someone is suffering and can't get out of their own way. But as long as they want to change, it's like that person that's addicted to alcohol. um, They have to be willing to change. Otherwise you can cram it down someone's throat. And if they don't want to change, then that's, um, but that's what motivates me is knowing that what are we going to do today? What are we going to get into this week? What are we going to accomplish? What are we going to, what are we going to achieve? Um, Who are we going to impact? Um, How many lives can we impact at at a time? You know, Um, I get a speaking engagement. Sometimes we're only 50 people or 20 people. I don't like saying no, but sometimes because of my schedule, I have to. But I do think about that. I'm like, you know, even if it's just one person in the audience of of 20 people, um, it's worth it. It's worth it to make an impact. What motivates me every day is my kids, my family, um, and knowing that there's so much to still do in this lifetime. (laughs) I don't care if you're 20 years old or 79 or 90. You can impact anyone, even if you're a kid, you have the power to impact and influence the people around you. Uh, and knowing that you have a purpose bigger than yourself, I think that's what drives me. And, and people that have purpose, a real purposeful living, uh, purposeful living life, that's, that's the key, I believe, in staying motivated is knowing that you have a purpose that's bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, chills. I love that. (laughs) Because I do think everyone can make an impact. If we want to, we can, we have the ability to, doesn't matter what age, what background, anything along those lines, because at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We all have something beautiful to offer this world if we allow it. And part of just building a business and everything that you've been doing on the back end, I wanted to ask you and kind of switch gears for a minute. What are some of the tools that you've used to really help build your business on the back end? Um, you know, for me, it's a lot about human behavior. And a lot of what I do is basically, um, well, in HR, for example, we interview candidates. So there is a tool called DISC and it's a profile. I know that a lot of people think, oh, it's a personality test, but no, it actually talks about your drivers, um, the your driving forces of what it is that you value, because we all value things differently. I don't believe that you can teach somebody to do the right thing. I think life will teach you that. And those lessons will teach you that. But from a skill set perspective, if you're looking for an ideal candidate to help you run your business or whatever position you need, um, this has really helped us because it allows us to send it to candidates. They fill out a survey they take for like 30 minutes or something like that. And then it show, and then you as an employer can put into a system um, all these questions. So you have to answer all these questions about the role. So it spits out an ideal candidate persona. And now the candidates that apply for this position that you've already inputted your things, the person that applies, now you can match it up against your persona that you said, no one's gonna be perfect, but you could see, oh my gosh, you said that this role has to have a high customer focus. And this person rated in the twenties, way low, lower than the margin. Mm-hmm. Now you know 
know that they're probably not going to be the best for customer service, but maybe they're going to be good behind the scenes doing something different. So it just depends on the role and the inputs you provide. It's awesome for building your employees, honestly. Um, doesn't mean you always are bulletproof to making sure like it, it, the employee works out. That has been an awesome tool for us. Um, and then just encourage anyone to provide leadership training or support them with any kind of training, even if they're not leaders in, in, in the company, um, providing the support with that. And team building is also great because you want to make sure that the culture. Um, but as far as any backend stuff with software, I don't really handle that. IT does. <laughs> Other than the disk is, is a good one. It's a good tool to use. Um, but I would focus more on like your core values. Oftentimes, people start a business and they don't have a clue what their values are, whether they stand for that's foundational. So I call it a tool because that's foundational. Make sure that that's part of your toolkit and that you do that and say, what do I, or we as a company want to be known for? What is it that we want to be about? Right. Um, and it's usually like four to five. And then you make sure that now when you bring people in, even if it's suppliers, even if it's not employees, that you know they're aligned with your culture that you're building. You don't start a culture overnight. You build it. You be about it. You do it. Um, you say no to the employees that do not align with your core values. And I'm telling you, that's the success more than any gadget somebody can tell you. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Now, I think that's a beautiful tool to use and utilize to really understand the company, what you're looking for, what the role is going to fill based off personality, based off of their skill sets, and be able to really thrive. Because that's where success comes from is when people are in their strengths and doing those things on a regular basis. And I know you mentioned core values earlier and when I was introducing you too, but what are the core values? I would love to know a little, go a little bit deeper in that. The biggest thing that's our mission in life is to inspire empower and create so for me it's inspiring the audience with whatever they need to be inspired for because motivation dr caroline doesn't last right it's almost like a shower you can take a shower but that doesn't mean that saturday hits you shouldn't take a shower now um i think motivating someone to for me it's easy like i think anyone can be motivated if um it's easy but when you inspire somebody that's where i believe action is is where action lives because I could be like, I'm so motivated. And then Tuesday hits, I went to this conference on Sunday. I was so motivated. And then Wednesday hits and you're just like, okay, now what? When you're inspired, usually there's action. So when I ask somebody that starts their business or um, goes, you know, on some, I don't care if they climb Mount Everest, what inspired you to do that? Something inspired them to yeah. take action. So that's kind of what DP is all about is inspire and then it's for you to create the life that you want by being inspired and um, obviously empower you more, more or less empower you with the tools and all that. For ITI, it's um, team, integrity, um, client-centric, which is also both clients and internal customers, which are our employees, um, and expertise. You know, it's like, what are we striving for? It doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect 24-7, 365, but it does that this is what this is like your rules of engagement this is what we're about if you're not going to be aligned with this get back on track it happens to all of us mm -hmm. but when you come into these doors this is what we exude and this is what we strive to be and continue to be mm -hmm. not perfection i think it's progress yes it's definitely progress and i do think anybody can be motivated, but to really inspire people is what you've done, especially with your speaking engagements, everything that you post on social media too, just really reaching audiences all over the world, but really being able to pour in from your personal stories and also helping others too. And I'm really curious, what are some of the upcoming projects or goals that you have for the next year or so that are really focused on inspiring and empowering others too? Yes, thank you. Um, so we do have, um, I do have a journal coming out, hopefully by the holidays this year. <laughs> um, it's been a real inspiration for me because it's, um, I started with the journals. I started with like 50 of them. I would have one in my car. I'd have it in my purse. I'd be traveling somewhere. Gotta take my journal. I'd have one next to my nightstand, but they were so different. And I wrote in all of them. I had one in my office, had one in my home office. <laughs> so it became so exhausting that I have all these different journals. Um, and for me, it was just like blank pieces of paper um, to ensure that, you know, I was staying consistent. And it wasn't until I had a journal that I decided to say to myself, 
this is my nightstand journal that doesn't have legs. It's not going to go anywhere, and this is where it's going to live. So, anyways, that journal is coming out later on in the year. I do have some events coming up, um, but I don't have dates or what those are going to be just yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, more to come. I do have an online course, which is actually real estate by design. I did this course uh, before I joined ITI when I was I created the content when I was pregnant with my nine year old, and then I taught the class when I was pregnant with my seven year old. Wow. <laughs> So yeah, it's actually funny, um, but that's real estate by design for the first time is now going to be digitized. It was a 12 day course in person where um, it's going to still be a, more or less a seven to 10 day course. Really excited about that. And so that'll be out as well this year. So look out for that for any entrepreneurs looking to get into real estate. This is where it's at. This is the gravy. I taught this class to uh, agents who've been in the business longer than me. Some of them had just joined real estate, all different facets of backgrounds. Floyd Wickman and Brian Buffini have been the two big gurus in real estate training. I personally never went through their courses, but I've heard of them and I know that they've been really great resources. And I'm so blessed that when I did my real estate by design course, um, one of the, um, actually about four of the people in my class mm. went to Floyd Wickman six months prior to my class. And I have testimonials and everything and how, and it just, I, it was, I was so honored and I was so grateful that I was able to capture this because that's the biggest testament right there. I mean, it doesn't get bigger than Brian Buffin and Floyd Wigman. I mean, I'm sure there's other stuff now I don't really follow, but back then, even now, they're still real estate trainers. I don't even think they sell real estate. So one of them, I don't even think ever did. I'm not knocking them. Good for them for doing those real estate courses. Mm -hmm. But my course is different according to the feedback I've gotten from people that have taken both courses, actually. And, and that's just feedback that I got saying that this was more focus on the psychology behind the sale, the yeah. mindset, everything else that you need. Um, it's not just positive thinking. It's applied to everyday life in real estate and all the hurdles that that brings and all the experience that I have. And I share it all in my course. Mm. It's incredible. And I do think it's the mindset, but it's applying. Like everyone always says knowledge is powered, but I think it's knowledge is applied as well. So it's, you have all that knowledge, but you're applying it to what you're doing. And it's not just positive thinking, it's taking the action. And again, and I'll probably say it's all in blue in the face, making things happen because I love that. I love your tagline. And I think it's just so important for people to realize when you put action into something, that's when you see those results. It's not by wishing, thinking it's by doing and taking action. Even if it's not perfect the first time, it's never going to be perfect. Like we've been talking about it is that progress and continuing on. But I've been so enjoying this conversation, Diana. <laughs> but where can people find you, use your services, everything that you have, even hire you for speaking engagements? We'll link everything below. But if you could let us know too. Sure, sure. You can go to dianapagano.com. You can go to um, the website, goes to um, events page or even our, our social media. Facebook and LinkedIn as well is all on my website, Diana Pagano. Uh, you can find me anywhere there. So, and then also the podcast will be launched uh, later on this year. So that's going to be exciting as well to um, promote. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm so excited for everything that you have coming up, everything you've done. It's been such a pleasure having you on, sharing your beautiful energy with us and all the ups and downs and everything in between of how you went from real estate to now running companies, building companies, or quadruple the size. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what number? <laughs> but I love everything that you're about and you're inspiring so many individuals every single day, but thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your energy with us today. Thank you, Dr. Ken. It really has been an honor. Thank you for reaching out and um, inviting me over to your podcast. This is awesome. I've enjoyed talking to you as well. And thank you for all you do. You're putting it all out there and also making an impact and influencing others. And that's a beautiful thing. I think people like you, we need more of because there's not enough people that are doing it. And so thank you as well. Thank you for receiving that. <laughs> Make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Diana today? I'm sure she would love to see that comment and we'll see you on the next episode.